HD Smartcast. You are listening to a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is Minding My Business, the CEO story with Ramesh Menon and Rishi K. Hello, from a slap on the Oscars stage to the Indian women bowing out of the Cricket World Cup, from PV Sindhu winning the Swiss Open and petrol and diesel prices going through the roof, it's been a fortnight that's had a very frenetic pace, I tell you. Yo, you're absolutely right, Rishi. It's been action-packed. But I love what Denzel Washington uh, said to Will Smith when this happened. He said, uh, "At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil gets to you, right?" And you know, he, this guy really should be a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington is a CEO. Well said, Ramesh. Yeah. Small wonder then that Denzel Washington is actually one of my all-time favorite actors. So I believe today we have a guest who has seen many ups and downs and held his own, Ramesh. Brilliant. You 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 are absolutely right. He participated in the first Bitcoin boom of 2017 and then when the RBI notification mandating banks to stop working with crypto companies happened in 2018, he went and added new features like India's first multi-signature wallet infrastructure. Please welcome uh, Avinash Shekhar, CEO of Zeppe. Uh, hi Avinash, nice to meet you. Hope all well. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks Amish. Thanks for inviting me. Excited to be here. You know Avinash, treat us like school children or our audience <laughs> like school children. <laughs> Crypto is such a new thing and there's so much of a of a fascination around it that I thought we'd just start with FAQs. What is cryptocurrency? Yeah. So actually if, if you have to describe in a simple way, uh, you see as it is at a contrast to the existing systems we have. so we have existing system which are totally centralized system where is one individual or one company holds everything they control everything be it let's say bank or social media and if you imagine that whether the same thing can be done in a decentralized manner in a more transparent manner where the users uh, participate users are, are the owners they decide the rules okay they decide what is permitted not permitted so that is what crypto is Uh, currency you can say i mean currency is like traditionally the word currency is used but uh, what we call it is a decentralized system for example bitcoin or ethereum what it enables you is that you can actually transfer value in a decentralized manner without a need for a trusted third party so you don't need to trust uh, banks or you don't need to trust a, a centralized system which uh, which can quickly become like a monopoly okay or it can quickly become a single point of failure okay so so that's i think uh, if i have to tell you in brief that's what it is how does one pick the right exchange to invest with so obviously the most important thing is that the tra- that the exchange should be trustworthy okay in india obviously we have zepay is one of the oldest exchange so trust obviously ease of use how you can quickly when deposit and withdraw both your inr and crypto uh okay another thing which obviously is is not in favor of exchanges so to say is that uh, we have a concept uh, in crypto industry called not your keys not your points so uh a pick up the exchange b i think this technology is something which uh, enables investors and customers to take their own custody to be master of their own destiny they don't need to really really trust the exchange once they have let's say bought bitcoin they can actually withdraw to their own uh, private wallet and after that they don't need to trust uh, exchanges so i i understand that zepay you use use the word exchange but other than that you have a plethora of activities yeah so 
the brass tacks what is zeppay what are you involved in yeah so i mean frankly we have a very very simple business uh, uh, one is obviously exchange where you can uh, buy and sell uh, crypto so if you want to buy bitcoin or sell bitcoin you can uh, use our platform uh, another thing for example is that we enable customers to earn passive income on their crypto which they hold i mean again interest is like we are borrowing actually all these nomenclature from the traditional uh, uh, financial systems so you can earn interest uh, on your if you have hold crypto on uh, on zappay okay you can uh, for example we have introduced a new concept called uh, quick trade where if you are not comfortable using less open order book exchange and many people don't understand new investor what open order book exchange is you can just buy uh, and sell like in three clicks uh, on our platform and obviously we keep on innovating for example security is is something which is like very very important for us we are operating from 2014 15 and uh, ramesh mentioned about uh, uh, multi signature wallet okay so we have that internally to secure funds uh, customers fund so yeah i think these are some of the key features you know i think uh, you had your say on what zeppe is is there anything else that you think we should know about zeppe and why it's amongst the best in the business yeah so i think uh, i'll say i think in this business and we are in a in a financial business uh, trust becomes uh, uh, very very important and uh, i think through highs and lows uh, we have been able to keep that customer trust uh, that's i think the one of the key thing why people trust us basically uh, or regard as one of the best ramesh was just uh, giving you a, an inch so that you could park a car and show off about some of your remarkable features some of the other stuff that you're doing what well, is a very humble uh, ceo <laughs> yeah he's a humble man uh, I, i'm just already very peeved with people come who come to me with a lot of paperwork so you know my logical question always uh, when i see new instruments uh, especially like what you guys are doing is what are the documents required how do i get started with zeppay you know getting the theory down pat is one thing but uh, you know documents required to get started for the self regulation to happen yeah, yeah so again uh, i think we have a very very simple process uh, in terms of kyc you go to our app or website and uh, you have to basically upload your id proof address proof and that's it i mean uh, those documents are verified and most of the time it uh, the kycs are verified within minutes uh, so to say and post that you have to do a bank verification so uh, and bank verification again typically in an automatic way it happens in few minutes where you give us your bank account details and we verify it rn this is something called penny drop basically uh, where we try to send a very very small amount to that bank account and see that uh, the details which you have given matches with the details which bank is giving to us and typically if that matches that means good to go uh, this entire process like at best it takes 5 10 minutes at worst maybe few hours if let's say there is some discrepancy or there is something it doesn't match because obviously you know that names sometimes is avinash s a shekhar avinash shekhar so sometimes it becomes uh, slightly tricky but uh, so that it requires some manual checking but mostly like happens within minutes basically just curious to know uh, who's the target audience who's a suitable consumer for this and we hear that you know digitally native people are likely the more uh, interested investors in this asset class but you know what is your target so actually initially it was digitally native young um, 
people who are investing but i think that is changing that is changing from last 2 3 years uh people who are older women are actually participating a lot uh, in crypto uh, nowadays that ratio is significantly is steadily increasing over a period of time so i'll say traditionally it was like digitally native young people but now that is expanding very very rapidly and metro non metro rural areas all i think uh, want to participate in uh, uh, crypto area crypto industry basically you want to give us some comfortable tips things to keep in mind while investing in crypto i think the only thing uh, to keep in mind is that uh, invest in education i mean try to understand what bitcoin is because uh, if you invest any significant amount without investing you will not be able to capture the upside and uh, you will panic sell uh, the downside because it continues to be a volatile asset class okay so in fact i always say that you need more commitment on the upside rather than downside if you invest 1 lakh rupees and it becomes like 67000 rupees maybe you will panic sell there is a probability of let's say 50% okay and uh, if 1 lakh becomes 2 lakh then the probability is i think 90% and you will sell and move out because you have already made 100% and that's when you require like uh, conviction so to say and that conviction comes only when you understand that uh, this is only the way when i started my journey in 2017 i thought i'm late and uh, frankly i mean listening to the discussion which happens right now including in uh, some of the politicians it's like very very early uh, in crypto brilliant i mean the fact is that you know the volatility uh, sort of uh, scares all of us so just just to uh, understand it uh, and for the lay uh, listener how is the price of crypto exactly determined i mean is it supply and demand or just there are other factors as well so there are two things you have to look at one is obviously supply and demand okay what has happened in crypto is especially bitcoin is that this is the i think only asset class where the retail investors have come first and institutions and corporates are coming now okay they are now actually realizing that uh, this is something which is going to change the world is so, okay uh, so obviously demand is coming from corporates so demand and supply is one uh, second is that you have to look at it is still a, like a startup okay and uh, valuing startup is not easy i mean even the the investor who are whose whose business are to invest in startups many times they get this wrong okay so there will be there is some what you can trial and error okay for example if you talk about bitcoin there is a cost involved in mining that we call it mining the bitcoin okay and uh, so logically speaking if uh, this business has long term future then the sale price has to be higher than what it costs to mine the bitcoin okay uh, that can be one indicator uh, which we which can be used but yeah i mean all these three things demand and supply trial and error because it's totally new not many people understand how to value it and uh, the supply is going down every year the number of bitcoins which new bitcoins which are created keeps on going down and that can't be changed so so that creates obviously uh, a situation where Uh, the demand is increasing the supply is going down but you know finance guys always is always find patterns and when they find patterns they start saying that they have a strategy or a theory in place yeah so i wanted to pick your brain on the best strategy to invest in crypto so there obviously there are two two kinds of players in the market one is that people who trade a lot okay uh they those people are there in the stock market they do obviously technical analysis so to say uh when the price is 
but that needs specialized knowledge obviously okay you need to understand what bitcoin is you need to understand technical charts okay so i'm assuming we are not going there obviously if you are a retail investor you are or if you are an investor who's uh, basically wants to invest a part of their, your savings in crypto then the best strategy is to buy and hold okay and do let's say some kind of sip because so that you can capture all the prices and as i said more importantly uh, invest in education i mean if let's say if you have invested 1000 2000 5000 10000 rupees in uh, in uh, in bitcoin okay at least after that start reading i mean if you spend let's say 10 20 30 hours in understanding crypto you slowly slowly you start understanding and slowly slowly you get start getting the conviction okay so long term short term there are people who have actually panic sell and the lost money in crypto but if you look at any long term respective one year two year three year four years people have always uh, made money uh, in crypto and and third is more important i think stay with like top 5 10 points don't uh, invest as we call it like old coins uh, or new projects again it's not that they are not good some of them may be good uh, most of them may not be good but then again you need a specialized knowledge you need to really invest much significantly more time in understanding their business case to all of us uh, conservative uh, salaried investors kind of thing your last point is very valid right how do i decide what is a safe and legal uh, you know bitcoin or a, or a crypto rather than you know how do i how do i ensure you know i'm doing the right thing yeah so as far as legal is concerned uh, crypto is legal in india it was never illegal uh, at no point of time crypto was illegal in india the only thing you have to see is that from a, your protection point of view is i said that invest in top 3 bitcoin ether maybe matic bat they're like five, top 5 10 coins invest only invest in those uh, okay and obviously use legitimate exchanges i mean uh, most of the exchanges which are which are in india which part is a part of the association okay they they follow a, a certain level of self regulation okay they do kyc they do bank verification they accept money and send money only to a registered bank account so see that those basic things are being followed and don't go for because again the any new technology attracts players which are not so uh, genuine okay and obviously we have seen certain amount of frauds happening in this system and obviously that brings a bad name to the industry so if anyone is off saying that okay i'll give you a fixed return which is like 4 3 4 5% 10% per month uh then obviously there is uh, something fishy there uh, don't fall for that so just underline it for us because you did make a statement at the top you said it is volatile there's no two ways yeah. about it yeah in a nutshell what makes it volatile so in i would say in a nutshell what makes it volatile is that a there are two three things actually one or two things we have already covered that it's a startup okay and startups many times are driven by sentiments okay second is i think lack of regulation or lack of regulatory clarity okay that impacts the investors okay so if you are a retail investor and suddenly there is a rumor that indian government is going to ban crypto or something is happening in us okay that creates a certain amount of or something is not happening in us okay some was something was supposed to happen uh, now it's not happening so that creates some kind of like a either panic selling or some kind of sentiments which goes up goes down in a, in a short term another thing which is different in crypto is that it's a 24 by 7 market okay if you go to share markets like 5 hours 6 5 and a half hours a day 5 days a week okay here crypto is a 24 by 7 market so what happens in on a saturday and a sunday where the volumes are very very low that means a small amount of money can 
tweak the price up and up or down okay so again that creates volatility uh, into the system so all these factors combine i think creates volatility uh, which i think overall if you look at last 5 6 years the volatility has gone down it has not gone up okay i mean now i think uh, if you compare volatility of uh, what is happening in last one or two months what is happening in some of the technology stocks or oil so i'll not say that it is like uh, volatility of other asset class has increased recently uh, but overall i think in terms of volatility the direction is that volatility is going down and will continue to go down uh, in future you've actually been saying repeatedly that uh, you know educate yourself educate yourself this is my first class on uh, crypto thank you avinash <laughs> tell me one more silly question that i have for you which is really why is bitcoin more famous than any other crypto so obviously it is the first one okay bitcoin is when all this revolution i think uh, it should say started okay and in terms of when we say centralization and decentralization it's a degree okay nothing can be totally decentralized basically so to say so in terms of that degree i think bitcoin is a most decentralized network and second is that the founder is nowhere to be found okay and uh, that guy is not relevant i mean obviously he is a figure people like admire him but he is if he comes back today he is not relevant okay that he made sure that uh, the system takes care of itself and thus right now the system is taking care of itself so as you say that bitcoin doesn't have a ceo it doesn't have a marketing team it doesn't have uh, an email address a phone number but still it's uh, growing so big so there must be some reason so where should i lay my hands on some literature where would you like me to go and read up and research because you did say educate yourself yeah. so would you like to point me in a particular direction does zeppe have any any literature online that one can go and read so we actually keep on emailing blogs we can keep on creating blogs on our website there are many blogs which we where we try to educate uh, people both on the fundamental side of crypto and on the technical side of crypto okay so there, i think there is a wealth of knowledge there uh, on our website other than that uh, uh, obviously online uh, on youtube you can follow certain people for example there is a guy called andres antopolis he is considered to be i think one of the best avenues to if you want to start understanding what bitcoin is then obviously there are, there are books available my i think one of the favorite book is uh, the bitcoin standard okay so so that book i think it should be like a, a mandatory uh, read read basically if you really really want to understand history of bitcoin uh, why bitcoin uh, what is the need uh, of bitcoin in today's society okay so i think yeah these two and plus again like significant amount of information available uh, this micro strategy ceo michael seller they he creates lots of obviously uh, content online on uh, on crypto and bitcoin so i think these are the places i think you can start with thank you that's more education you guys have made very big claims uh, saying that zeppe is the safest exchange in india yeah. how do you uh, justify the statement and uh, now prove it to our listeners and viewers that uh, it's right again i think i covered two three points one is that uh, you must have seen newspaper reports and that that exchange keeps on getting hacked okay or uh, people lose uh, their crypto okay so i think a we have a track record that from 2014 15 actually our earlier iftar actually uh, not many people know started in 2012 13 okay uh, there used to be a company called buy sell bitcoin dot in okay then we restart when we con- uh, basically migrated to zeppe so i think a we have a track record uh, b we use i think partners 
which are like global leaders uh, in this area okay and c i think which is most important and which is which i know that many of the exchanges or many of the businesses ignore is that a multi signature wallet which is and most of the funds in uh, cold wallet so i'll explain you both what is cold wallet and uh, what is multi signature wallet cold wallet means is that uh, basically what happens is that there are hot wallets and there are cold wallets hot wallet basically means that you create customer at need to withdraw okay so we need to give them the seamless experience to be able to go online and withdraw crypto their crypto so we keep a very very minimum amount in those hot wallets okay which is let's say connected to internet so there is a theoretically there is a possibility of that getting hacked okay but again the funds there are so small maybe like 2 3% of our overall assets that uh, it is not going to kill the business basically okay and we obviously keep on monitoring the level of those funds that means large number of funds more than 95% of the funds are in cold wallet which is not connected to internet so so that means it can't be hacked it's like literally can't be hacked this coupled with multi signature wallet which basically means that wallets which are cold wallet are protected with multi signature that means no single person can withdraw the funds uh, there there has to be let's say two three or four of a number of people who has to sign that particular transaction so even if theoretically speaking someone is kidnapped okay uh, that and at gunpoint he does or she doesn't have the ability to actually spend that money or or transfer those funds uh, which is i think very very important uh, in this age i think these are some of the points uh, which enable us to be confident that uh, we are one of the i think safest place as far as the crypto safety is concerned so uh, our discussion has been centered around bitcoins you explained bitcoins if you could just delve into some of the other tokens and their use cases so i think the two two of the biggest is bitcoin obviously we talked about bitcoin okay bitcoin is more of a store of value Uh, so to say and is the first is the biggest okay the second system is uh, is ethereum so ethereum is you can if i have to use a layman word it's like a computer of computers it's like online version of supercomputer where you can where you have the base infrastructure level okay and then you can build applications on top of it okay again a decentralized system where you can build up applications so it's like an ecosystem where you can build different use cases you can build a decentralized for example social media platform okay or or a decentralized uh, system of let's say land records okay on on top of which we call it layer 2 solutions on top of ethereum and then there are others for example there are coins which are there is a coin called binance coin okay again it's there is a utility of that coin it that coin is used to pay fees to binance and then they create some kind of incentive mechanism which creates value basically in a way exchange is trying to share its income with the users if you have this coin whatever fees i get uh, i will burn a part of the fees and burning basically means that the overall supply of those coins goes down that's why the value of those coins goes up so they in a way like a, like it becomes like a uh, cycle where people trade more so more bnb fees is generated more fees is generated then more coins are burned more coins are burned and so the value of the coin goes up so they are like basically in a way of sharing uh, wealth or fees with the customers so that's why I mean, there are there many many new projects which many many different different utilities decentralized storage space for example there is a coin uh, where you can store your space on in a decentralized uh, like store uh, get a space on in a decentralized manner and uh, the coin support that ecosystem 
so so most of us have already invested in uh, mutual funds insurance policies they are also aggressively advertising saying make sure you're insured make sure your uh, mutual funds are here and you know all of that stuff and of course traditional fixed deposits land buildings whatever else that they invest in and you create a portfolio right why should we really invest in crypto now and and what if if so then what what do you think should be the percentage of portfolio allocated to cryptos or in the future yeah. what is it look, going to be I think the second question first I think I said because it's a new technology you will need some time to know about it so you start with like 1 or 2% of your investment investable fund certainly not more than 5 to 10% so once you are more confident once you really really believe into it then only you should like go beyond that percentage basically okay the first question why bitcoin so i think we are building something at least i believe uh, we are building something which is going to really really change the world it is going to be bigger much bigger than internet okay because what we have today is we have all the systems which are centralized system we have centralized media we have centralized banks we have centralized social media we have centralized uh, tv networks or, or uh, basically for example netflix okay now can this be done in a decentralized manner the answer is yes if this is done in a decentralized manner will it create more value the answer is yes and why the answer is yes is because crypto is a decentralized open source okay open source basically means is and permissionless so which and these two things are very important open source and permissionless means basically you can actually go and copy bitcoin or ethereum source code build on top of it innovate on top of it okay you don't need anyone's permission to do that this itself will and is creating so much innovation because you can't go to a bank or you can't go to like a, a social media giant saying give you me your source code and i will build on it but if that is available to everyone to critique it to audit it to improve it then the speed at which the innovation will happen is going to increase significantly okay and this is also going to benefit the actual user okay if i am a social media user and i am participating in the wealth creation which is happening okay that itself creates lots of value uh, so so i think why bitcoin is because a it is decentralized b it is open source permissionless network which will give power to the people i think it's a most transparent and democratized system uh, it is going to give power to the users uh, which will enable them to uh innovate at a significantly faster pace okay um this next bit is going to be about the announcements in the union budget we were all following it very care- closely and carefully how do you view india's decision to tax vdas which is virtual digital assets do you think this is going to be a bit of a setback in terms of utilization of cryptocurrency yeah so the two points one is that uh, it was always taxable it was not that it was not taxable uh, it was taxable like uh, any other income uh, you want uh, at a different slab rates basically and people were paying uh, tax on that uh, what the government has done is that a it has introduced a maximum slab rate of 30% b they have said that no set off will be possible and uh, they have clarified that such set off will not be possible even let's say if you have a gain in bitcoin and loss in ethereum even that set set off will be not will not be possible and see i think the more most uh, negative part is that they have introduced a tds of 1% on the transaction so overall i think giving some sense of legitimacy it may be like it's it's a right step but i think the the rates and the way they have the, the government in trying to tax is uh, 
I'll say not fair basically because what they're trying to do I think my main problem is that they are trying to tax crypto like a sin tax basically it's like a, uh, it's something which is uh, which is undesirable which is I think not fair I mean it's I think uh, is a is a revolutionary technology and what is going to happen because of this is that uh, people not only investor is one part actually if you are investing in let's say uh, bitcoin ethereum making money it's fair to for uh, for government to charge tax on that it the government is trying to de- send a message that uh, it is something which is not a good thing which is uh, crypto which is not correct okay and what will happen is and what's already happening is that it is creating an environment where people are are or will move out not the investor investor is one part people who are who need to innovate entrepreneurs engineers okay they if they think that this is something which the government doesn't like okay they will go and innovate outside india they will innovate for companies uh, which are foreign companies okay so that means that the wealth creation the next google facebook apple will not come in, in from india then it will be created outside india uh, and that is i think is the biggest issue with this budget apart from the financial because 1% tda is obviously is if trader trades 10 times a day buy sell buy sell buy sell if someone has put 1 lakh rupees of capital and he trades let's say 10 lakh rupees per day so in a day he will lose 10000 rupees as tds which over a period of 10 days to 15 days entire capital will be wiped out and uh, so obviously we are talking to the government we are trying to explain them that this is not fair so for me budget is like a mixed bag more on a negative side rather than a positive side the finance minister actually openly said that crypto is not a currency right how do you react to it and has it really affected anybody uh, is, has the customer acquisition sort of slowed down or anything of that sort it has not no, slowed down as yet and uh, but i mean it depends when the this tds and uh, we have to see when that this 30% starts from 1st of april and tds starts from 1st of July. So we'll wait and see. And second is no one is saying it's a currency actually. Okay, I mean a chair is not a currency. That doesn't mean it doesn't have value or it can't be traded. So also there is a a fact or a rumor, depending on how you view it, floating around that Indian banks are not warming up to crypto transactions. Is yeah. there an element of truth uh, to that? Yeah, there is an element of truth actually that many of the banks they are not warming up to, and this is in uh, to the crypto uh, industry, and this is in spite of the fact that. Uh, There is a clear-cut Supreme Court ruling saying that the RBI notification is not valid, and in fact, RBI themselves they issued another clarification saying that the Supreme Court uh, there is a Supreme Court ruling and their notification is not valid. So even then, I think uh, we see some reluctance from many of the banks uh, in dealing with crypto. So, so let's uh, talk about the government's move to set up a set up its own digital rupee. Yeah. Right. It's likely to be launched by the RBI. What are you hoping it'll do for investors? Is it going to be competition? Is it going to expand the market? Is it, give it going to give it more legitimacy? Uh, what do you think? So, I think uh, central bank digital currency. The rupee is already digital. I mean, the UPI transaction which you do is a digital transaction. Okay. So, when we say talk about central bank digital currency, we are talking about just a slight improvement or some improvement over the additional rupee. okay it is unlikely or it's impossible to have the characteristic with the with the crypto which we talk about uh, bitcoin has uh, will it be decentralized the answer is no will it be open source the answer is no will it be permissionless the answer is no when I mean, this can't they can't do it they will not do it okay so 
so there will be obviously some improvement there will be some benefit uh, with the customers uh, will get i mean obviously upi is a great product okay uh, but i think when about when we talk about cbdc it is they're two different products bitcoin and cbdc is, is two different things altogether they're not same as a media guy uh, avinash i keep a very keen eye on the asci which is basically all the guidelines uh, that come out at strategic yeah. intervals of time and advertisement standards council of india now yeah. they have laid very strict guidelines for promoting vdas which is virtual digital assets whether it's print television digital social media i'd like to know what you think of that obviously these are i mean the guidelines are stricter than what we would like okay uh, and again we'll talk but i think it's a process i mean at least now they have come up with some right guidelines at least okay it's a process over a period of time we'll think we think that uh, things will change as of now obviously we'll be following whatever those guidelines are again i think uh, crypto will face that is true that they will face some roadblocks uh, now and in future and if you see any technology new technology i mean start of internet was not like not everyone welcomed internet same thing uh, will happen and is happening to crypto which i think we have to live with so uh, so which which markets are you going to focus on you said you mentioned uh, growth is in, in metros non metros geographically or state wise or in terms of class of customers or kinds of customers which which are the markets you are focusing on so all the market because the, the thing is it's because it is like a exchange which is a, it's no there is no physical space so 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 geography is actually not a what you call it a limiting factor so to say so when we target we target all of everyone okay but what we are seeing as i said that more and more customers earlier the more and more customer used to come from metros now it's like uh, coming from mini metros or rural areas okay so uh, our focus actually is going to be uh, in future is that for example create regional uh, language content okay so that we are able to reach more and more educate more and more people in languages which are other than hindi and english uh, so to say okay so so that is one i think uh, area will will be working on okay now in march of 2020 when the industry won its case in the honorable supreme court overturning the rbi notification how much time did it take you to start accepting rupee deposits restart crypto inr trading in india basically my the the bottom line to my question is how long did it take you to get your house back in order avinash so actually we started within two days okay i think 4th march you, pre- you uh, preempted the decision you thought it could happen in your, in your, no, in we, your favor no we <laughs> let's say we had a very good case and uh, we were ready i mean we were ready that if if supreme court allows then we should be able to start asics immediately so we restarted within two days it i mean obviously it does not smooth uh, suddenly we had like 5000 10000 deposits uh, which were there in the bank and uh, we were not able to give credit to the customers so that took few days to bring the house to order so to say but i think we we started within two days except started accepting inr with that we dive into the lifestyle section we'd like to know who's a business leader that you admire and and what are those qualities in him that really stand out and you hope to emulate yeah so actually there are two actually so i started my career i think in 2000 2001 actually and uh, i joined this company uh, atel called atel we i mean obviously everyone knows atel and uh, so i joined their long distance business which was like a a new business like uh, we were the first private payer to start std services in india and then we were the first private payer to start isd services in india so i was part of that team i was like first literally first employee uh, in that company okay and our ceo's name was n arjun 
and uh, he is is like a hardcore execution person he's like the management tells him that this needs to be done it's it's done basically so uh, what i admire amount is that i mean few qualities one is that as i said execution i mean he is like totally 100% execution uh, focused uh, needs to, things needs to happen something needs to happen in 3 months he'll get it done in maybe 2 and a half months 2 uh, months okay uh, which basically means that he was very tough he was very very demanding uh, he was very frugal total startup culture he was very very frugal uh, in terms of spending money but at the same time he outwardly he was very tough but internally he was like a very very nice and soft person i mean literally anyone can i mean at that point of time he used to have open office anyone can walk in he used to be the first person in the office and the last person to go i mean now obviously the culture is that you have to have work life balance and uh, that point of time 20 years more than 22 years back that culture was not so prevalent so to say okay so and he knew everything i mean he knew every aspect of the business he was not a techie but he understood used to understand everything he used to whether it is finance business tech Uh, so i learned a lot from him i think uh, i i spent three and a half years in that business and i always say that for me it was like maybe seven years 10 years of experience i got during that three and a half years uh, basically the second person is my current uh, boss uh, rahul pagripati so again a very big contrast i mean he is like very very soft uh, he is something we he is uh, someone who trusts people who give lots of independence to people okay so he is very very good in like resolving conflicts so to say so very different person but i think very again different learning so to say you know i i look at your career and i see that you move from a cfo's role to a ceo's role yeah what were the immediate challenges why we wanted to talk about that is because there'll be might be some great learnings for anybody who's watching or listening yeah, yeah. so what happened in uh, march 2000 So I always I mean when I was CFO also and I said that my first job in Airtel I was always a person who was in the middle of the business team and the finance team I used to do financial planning uh, and analysis kind of role in my earlier years okay so I always had a good amount of interest in how the business is happening okay this particular opportunity I mean then in March 2020 the supreme court decision came and uh, we were not actually operating uh, from for 18 months or so so obviously uh, because of that there there is a what leadership vacuum okay and uh, and we launched within two days and then we realized that many of the things on the business side which should be working is not working uh, so to say okay so i started taking interest i first i started taking interest in operations customer operations uh, basically okay and obviously there were lots of issues to be solved started doing that and then slowly slowly i start i mean it didn't happen on day one i mean it's not that slowly slowly i start engaging all the departments so to say customer service i saw there is a problem in tech so solving the problem on the tech side what is the problem they are facing on uh, finance side on uh, trade side customer support uh, so i think it became a process the more i went into it the more i realized that uh, this is something which i can do and uh, that took uh, leads to next step and next step and next steps so i think that's how it happened fabulous uh, you know going back to lifestyle uh, what kind of music do you listen to what's on your playlist and uh, you know any concerts you attended or anything that you enjoy so i mean i don't uh, i'm not attend i mean i'm a slightly introvert boring person i mean not entertain concerts and all that but yeah obviously i just i 
I like old Hindi songs. So I mean, uh, that's what I listen whenever. Before Lata, S. D. Burman, R. D. Burman, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hemant yeah. Kumar, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Muhammad Rafi. <laughs> a book that you've read that has left an impression on you, made a mark. There are many books, obviously. Uh, not a single book. Uh, other than Bitcoin think, Standard. <laughs> yeah, other than yeah. So that is obviously one the Bitcoin Standard. Yeah. There is a book called uh, The Sovereign Individual by uh, James Dale Davidson. Okay, and much later I realized that this book was published in 1990s. Okay, he that book has predicted so well, including uh, the rise of a digital currency. I mean, I was reading one para and I thought he's describing Bitcoin, and uh, <laughs> that's why I was surprised that how can he describe Bitcoin? The Bitcoin, this book was written in 95 other than that i think there is a book called uh, the law this book was written in 1850s and uh, i'll read one like small line in this uh, from this book oh. it says life liberty and property do not exist because men have made laws on the contrary it was the fact that life liberty and property existed beforehand that caused them caused men to make laws in the first place <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a very small book but i think it's again it's an eye opening book because uh, i think the size of the government uh, i mean we totally uh, everything we talk about that okay the government will do it kind of and uh, i think these book this book talk about that at the base it's a individual liberty which give rise to the government and not the other way around great a sport that you follow ipl season now and your favorite player in the sport So again, I mean, I don't uh, watch cricket uh, so much. I mean, used to watch cricket, obviously, when Kapil Dev and Azharuddin used to uh, play. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, try to follow uh, a little bit of uh, football, uh, basically. So, and I think that's one sport which. i think is very very great and but uh, somehow uh, india is like uh, we are more cricket fan rather than football fan uh, so do you, do you uh, follow english premier league do you follow the la liga what do you follow both, clubs both actually hmm. yeah everything and in fact uh, i had a chance to online meet uh, sunil uh, chetri ah, uh, sometime back <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's a great guy uh, Lovely. Final one is uh, is your favorite vacation spot and why you love going there. So, I mean, there are two kinds of travel. Obviously, one is that when I go with my family. Uh, okay, so I mean, there everywhere is like I think, but still in India, for example, Uttarakhand uh, is one place. Uh, uh, Manali uh, basically is another place. Internationally, I think Dubai I have been too many times. But my passion is uh, till before uh, pandemic, I used to do for trekking every every year for one week. So I think 2008 onwards to 2019, uh, almost every year I go for trekking. Last trek which I did was uh, Chadar trek. Uh, so again, like great experience. I mean, you you really I think understand what life is when you go for trekking. There is no phone for four or five days. Uh, you really, really just focus on basic necessity of life. <laughs> Vinash, I, I really love that you've taken crypto beyond Indian shores. I was reading Malta, Australia, Singapore, and you, you're such a passionate, firm belief in its present and future. I uh, personally love that uh, when your founders exited, uh, you sort of quickly moved from CFO to CEO to CEO. Great stuff, and thank you for my first class on crypto. Thanks for being on the show. And thanks, Ramesh. Thanks, Vishkesh. Really appreciate inviting me. It was really great talk. With that, it's time to wrap another episode of season two. But on, not before I remind you to come back to hear and learn from another major business leader next week. 
and yes we not only ask him uh, or her pure business questions and understand their journeys we also learn from them and have tons of fun thanks for tuning guys and make sure you keep listening to some great radio and podcast build that habit Minding my business, the CEO story. Shall we back with another captain of the industry who's been a path breaker? Remember, you can catch us on ninety four point three Radio One on FM Radio on HD Smartcast and podcast form over all major streaming platforms. This is a Radio One production. So till next week, it's bye from me, Rishi K, and me, Ramesh Menon. See you soon. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.